No, but do we expect it? Yes. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. What? Like, maybe not. No. <laughs> was that as good for you as it was for me? Yeah, no. Something what if my beard were pointy like this? Well, I was just about to say something about the way that you're stroking your beard right now makes it look like you have tiny hands. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> no, no, now I'm Utica Queen. <laughs> yeah, I'm tapping my fingers on my cheeks. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a look. It's very. Um, uh, what's the villain from Flash Gordon? That's what I'm. Oh, thinking. I was thinking more um, Jafar. Oh yeah, very Jafar. Can you just grow out the bot the, that point? and start yeah. curling it mm-hmm. yeah literally <laughs> yeah what if i just shaved around the very like point of my chin <laughs> mm-hmm. and that just, just got curl. super long and the rest was still like a regular length beard yeah i think in our head it's jafar but if you actually did it it would be a little more duck dynasty oh oh dear yeah mm-hmm. that's um, true i'm gonna start us off heavy and early but hi i'm tyler and i'm andy and this is Homo's Modern, Modern Life. A podcast where the best woman wins. The, the best drag queen. Best drag queen wins. <laughs> I don't watch the intros anymore. It took me like five episodes to realize she had changed it, truly, I feel like. Uh, I'm just like, oh, here it is again. Same old thing. Look at your phone. Um, Andy. Yeah. It's Tuesday. And it already feels like it's been an entire week. Yeah. Like, you feel that? Like, I was wishing it was Thursday. Like, the weekend feels so far away right now. And I, I mean, just I feel that, but I, I'm also feeling, I don't know. I am kind of, it seems like mostly done with my busy time at work. Mm-hmm. And so... I've like actually had a little bit of time the past couple of days to like enjoy my life. So you're fully moved in. I'm fully moved in. My desk, my new desk for my office came in. So I'm mm-hmm. sitting at that right now. I got some shelves put into one of my closets today. Mm-hmm. So there was a bunch of stuff that I moved in that was able to then be put away. Mm-hmm. So nice to put things. There's away. still a couple boxes, but you know. And all totally getting there right i mean it's such a home now with your giant ass tv and it's amazing couches and like my neighbor got their air conditioning serviced so it doesn't make that high-pitched noise anymore did you complain i didn't i didn't even have to complain uh well you know at a certain point they were probably running all day and they're like it's not getting cold and it's just squealing yeah literally ran running 24 7 with emitting like just below a dog whistle so that mm-hmm. you know it could really bore into your skull yeah that's probably why arlo was so active over there the whole time because probably louder for her 
No, she's just a puppy. No, she's just a puppy. She's asleep today. So fingers crossed it stays that way. She's looking at me though. She does this thing where she passes out, but like opens one eye just wide enough, like actually extremely wide and like looks at me and I'm like, are you gonna get up or you just check in? Uh, okay. Well, um, honestly, I feel like I like this week is one of those weeks that already feels long and starting tomorrow, I have some kind of what I would call a social event every day. I have a dinner tomorrow. I have dinner with my sister Thursday. I have drag race with you on Friday. Not that it's an obligation, but I, I know that it's going to be a, a social occasion, right? You know, see people, <laughs> see things. Um, and then Saturday, um, I feel the need, like I need to do stuff this weekend because I get my second COVID shot. I will be... Next week should be interesting. It'll be day two cool. of me having my second COVID shot when we record. Uh, I so. would, yeah. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't plan to like, you say you have, you feel like you have to get things done the day you get your COVID shot. I don't think you should plan on getting anything done. No, no, no. This weekend. You get your shot. This weekend yeah. before my shot. So like, you know, oh. get myself well, some. you're not going to be down and out for days. I don't know, Andy. Just, be planning on being sleepy that afternoon. I'm probably still going to go to spin too. I mean, don't, I wouldn't sign up if you're going to have to maybe cancel. Oh no, I won't sign up. I'll just kind of wander in. Yeah. Just if you're feeling good. Yeah. Get all your body. I want to get all the vaccine pumping through my veins, you know? I don't know if that's how that works, but maybe. I mean, (laughs) it feels like it should work that way. Um, Yeah. And I I was not feeling very well yesterday. No. And I feel like, I don't know, just like general not, uh, like felt a little lightheaded, felt a little nauseous. Feeling a little flase da. Could be all the consumption of wine. Oh my God, we went to Sam's. We yes. found the deal of all deals. Uh, it was on clearance, deep, deep, deep clearance. $4.00. Four dollars for a twelve days of wine Christmas Advent calendar that we bought in March. Well, yes. wine doesn't go bad like that, you know what I mean? No, it doesn't. Um, so yeah, it's twelve hundred and eighty-seven, I believe, milliliter bottles, which means four bottles, four of these little mini bottles equals one bottle of wine. Okay. So three bottles of wine for four dollars. That's better than two buck chuck. Uh, but two buck chuck tastes better. <laughs> well, I have not really listen, liked any of the ones God that I've no, tried. God so doesn't far. give with both hands, honey. I guess I just <laughs> like these days. I just feel like if I'm drinking, I want it to be good. Like I've become that snobby. Like I can't do wells anymore. Like everything I have, like <sighs> who I am haven't I? had a problem with any of the wines that I've had out of this advent calendar. I just they just taste so weird to me. I like. I just feel like wine should be full of flavor, not just the sharp alcoholness of it all. Yeah. Right? It should be delicious, you know. Hey, I'm just of the I'm tongue. just glad that I can tell the difference between each of the individual bottles. They all taste different oh, yeah. from each other. How so many have, I'm behind. How many have you done? I think I've made it eight days. I think I still you, have a bottle left. 
you drank drank and watched the bachelor right yeah who won spoilers uh, spoilers for the bachelor i mean Two, who won nobody uh <laughs> america well okay he proposed to the girl that everybody you know is mad at for being racist not being racist but doing racially insensitive things i told you that's why uh, chris harrison defended her so much exactly i mean that's what everybody knew everybody's like well i guess she wins because chris harrison lost his job defending her i mean he hasn't technically mm-hmm. lost his job supposedly it's just temporary but yeah um yeah he chose that girl he proposed to her but then they did the whole like three months later mm-hmm. like after the final rose interview where they brought in a black guy who was not chris harrison uh to discuss all of you know everything how the show is racist and mm-hmm. talk through it, all the issues with them and anyways uh, they're not together his runner up is going to be the bachelorette but so is this other girl from the season who was very like woke a Wait, fan favorite what so they're going to now yeah, do two- they they announced that they are going to do two seasons of the bachelorette oh i thought yeah. it was gonna be two bachelorettes in one show i was like Which just because they went through that mess well, i the thought last when time. they brought them out yeah right but no they're gonna do two separate seasons and they're gonna be hosted and now that i know that there's two separate seasons i don't know if they're so the two people that they're bringing in to host are former bachelorettes you know, to replace oh, Chris funny. Harrison. So they're bringing in two former bachelorettes. I don't know if one of them is going to host one season and the other one's going to host the other, or if they're going to like both tag team both. But Yeah, I like that. I like a female host for the bachelorette. It's like, girl, let's have girl talk. Like you're not going to have girl talk with Chris Harrison. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And gonna, well, it, yeah, when Chris Harrison has these talks with these women, it always feels like they're talking to their father. Yeah, which like... like oh, last person you want to talk through i mean maybe but it also is like a fun um it's a fun test Mm -hmm. for the men vying for the bachelorette's attention like are they going to get distracted by the host oh yeah baba boom i hope she wears like big cleavage every single time yeah because like sometimes they um they'll show like a pa like especially if somebody goes on a date and gets sent home during the date they always leave their sit- suitcase sitting in the middle of the room where all of the other contestants are mm-hmm. and they'll send a PA in to like go get the suitcase <laughs> and, and that way every- they get to see everybody's reaction of like oh no they got sent home what and the PA is always like you know hot no <laughs> <laughs> they're a normal looking person they're like not oh. of, of the uh, tier of superior hotness usually thrust upon bachelor bachelorette contestants uh when when do we get to bring back the gay bachelor because like finding, finding prince, prince charming, charming i think was a little too early for its time but it would be yeah. very interesting now well maybe rupaul will um will do that for us mm-hmm. yeah like with rose as like the first bachelor oh that'd be like fun that. you know, All the except he has a boyfriend oh uh, well well that doesn't mean anything you know what i mean yeah let's throw what's his name uh uh derek barry in there get a third another one yeah get get him a third boyfriend Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> why not you know yeah nebraska uh it was Anyways, like tequila that's tequila what i've been watching season. i finished um why women kill mm-hmm. which like i haven't started. thought i mean i don't think there's ever going to be a second season because that just isn't that kind of show mm-hmm. um but i thought it was very good and had some good satisfying storyline endings I'm at the Olivia Coleman part of the crown at this point. I don't like her as much as I did the first. <laughs> like, I want to go back to to young Queen Elizabeth because she was a lot more fun. It's like, uh. she, girl, the Queen really got jaded in 20 years. <laughs> yeah, well, that's getting older for you. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense, though. It, it has been very interesting to watch... Uh, the crown in the midst and then transition into this Olivia Coleman with all of the Harry and Meghan stuff going on. I think I said this last time, but like, it's like, all of this makes sense. Everything they're saying makes sense because this is literally like, like I understand it so much more now and like what they're talking about. And like when they're saying like everybody else is in control and making the decisions, like totally makes sense totally makes sense but also like yeah i think i would like to have someone just like tell me what i should think and do like that sounds like the ultimate <laughs> vacation you know honestly i've i've expressed that sentiment yeah like having somebody else run your life do you know the ultimate luxury nice. to me like my love language my absolute love language is um uh acts of service like you know how you yeah. can do acts of service just plan everything just tell me where to be. Tell me what to wear. Mm. Tell me what time to be at things. I will be so happy. Yeah. I will be so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have anxiety around creating plans. So mm. I, it's nice when other people are there to make them. Um, I've also said that I feel like being a personal assistant would actually be my dream job. Same. Mm-hmm. You know, just doing menial tasks for people yeah absolutely. sounds like the dream absolutely realize i'm not really talking into my microphone does this sound oh. better no, um i hear you fine yeah <laughs> but like you know having to use like let's be honest my executive functioning these days i just do not have a lot of it i make decisions all day long like the last thing i want to do is make another decision yeah do you know what's so, easy chicken nuggets that's why I, I made know. it. That's why I ate it. Should I eat 14 chicken nuggets? Probably not, but I did it. But it is funny though, as soon as a little bit of my executive functioning freed up from not having to do work all the time, I decided to start playing Fire Emblem Three Houses again, which mm-hmm. is nothing but planning and strategy and inventory management and character. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm frozen here or Andy just froze. Um, Andy's frozen. So, well, um, you know, he's planning. Um, it, it may feel uh, just weird with me here, and I'm just trying to cover it up. But um, correct me if I'm wrong, Colin, but I feel like we are hitting our first 15. So, you know what? Let's just call it. And we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with a defrosted Andy. 
I will read you to feel. Miss Tyra, was your barbecue canceled? Hello, hello, hello. We're back. Andy's back. been defrosted. Um, My internet, uh, I don't know. It just went away. It left me. It happens. Like they all do. But it's a boomerang because it came back. Yeah. Um, also, we've switched locations, so things should... Yeah, I've moved closer to the internet, to a less echoey part of the condo. You know, this podcast is a growing experience, and you're all along for the journey. You know, I'm moving, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm changing, I'm, <laughs> you know, across time and space. Yeah, come on, Doctor Who. So. Um, uh... Oh, what are we talking about? What did I say? I came up with the topic drag race. Yeah. I realized we should have talked about St. Patrick's Day because tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. I mean, I'm not doing a whole lot. I may drink a Guinness tomorrow and just be like, woohoo. And, uh, you know, take Arlo on a St. Patrick's Day parade, whereas I just walk around the neighborhood wearing green. Um, But that's probably all that I'm going to do for it. Uh, I am. I will say. Uh, I am uh, before we jump into it, even though we've talked of drag race, we've talked of specifics, we've talked of episodes, but we've never talked of drag race as an idea, as an entire concept, as a history. Yeah. Um, and um, I will say before we get into it, just so you don't ruin anything for me, I have not watched the most recent UK, so don't say anything about that but I'm pretty caught up with every other season ever imaginable. Yeah. Except, uh, you haven't watched Holland. Yeah. I tried to put it on and it sounds like the Sims and like, I just, I like to kind of have it on when I'm doing stuff. So I put it on for Arlo because I feel like she can understand it better than I. So (laughs) for sure. sure. Um, but when did, when, here's a, here's a question for you. Yeah. Um, what is your earliest drag race memory? Um, so I started watching in season 10. Who was that? Um, well, I started watching then just because I knew of Asia O'Hara from the Rose Room. Sure, sure, sure. And so I was like, well, if Asia's going to be on it, I guess I can watch. Like, I've been wanting to get into it. I'll get into it for this. And like, you know, so you're kinda kinda like Rachel, been- when Rachel Lindsay was The Bachelorette, I was like, okay, she's. Sure. The first Black Bachelorette, she's from Dallas. I'll watch that. So you're a new Drag Race fan. Newer. Newer. Yeah, but I actually saw uh, something on Instagram the other day about how, it like yesterday, I think, was the three-year anniversary of Trixie winning All-Stars 3. And I was like, only three years? Oh, my God. I, that just feels like ancient history to me. Mm-hmm. But that's because I... I just have no concept of drag race time because mm-hmm. it's now it's like boom, 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 boom. It's all happening so fast. Yeah. Two seasons but a year. Middle. Then everything before that, everything before I started watching feels like so long ago. Yeah. I, uh, I started watching when I was probably 19, maybe 20. Um, and I lived with a straight guy. Um, yeah, I would have been 19 or 20. I lived with a straight guy and his girlfriend came over. And one day I walked in after work and they were both sitting there watching Drag Race. And I was like, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> also, 
this is way too gay for you and they're like no we love it because we love america's next top model we love project runway and this is just like both of them together um exactly i mean i think that's what rue was going for it was like how do i make the stereotypical like super i mean super popular at the time top model-esque project runway-esque mm-hmm almost parody of a reality show yeah with drag queens and my first season that i watched was i don't remember what season this is colin you may know was alaska's season her first season five um season five okay i was alaska uh, talks best with her i always have been i always am still um, not so much as I used to actually, unfortunately, I just kind of like, it's Alaska. Um, but I was like, she's amazing. Um, and I remember, uh, she was coming, I lived in Austin at the time and she was coming to San Antonio. And so literally these straight people introduced me to it. I caught up on the whole season and then I watched the Sharon Needles season, season mm-hmm. four, and then she was like, Alaska's coming to San Antonio. We're going to go. Do you want to go? So me and these two straight girls went all the way to San Antonio in the middle of the night to see Alaska perform uh, at a club that we underage kids could get into. Mm-hmm. And I wore the geekiest fucking outfit in the world. I'm in like a striped polo and lime green oh. pants um oh it was rough because i was like this is fun this is a fun outfit we all made choices we all made choices uh and she was life-changing and that was my first drag show as well um all because Mm. of rupaul's drag race well yeah 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 yeah. that was my first drag yeah i don't think i was ever there when they were actually happening but i definitely remember in my pre-drag race days when i was a young and you know, going to S4, getting the X's on my hands because it wasn't of age yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember seeing posters for Sharon Needles and Alaska Thunderfuck 5,000. 3,000. Uh, disagree. I think it's 3,000. Colin, settle the debate, please. <laughs> maybe it is 5,000. Maybe I'm thinking of Andre 3,000. Oh, Maybe. Uh, but yeah I actually so I started watching season 10 you know stayed current through I guess season 11 was airing when I went to Memphis Mm -hmm. so really in the span of a year because when I went to Memphis and was you know largely by myself in a hotel room for 10 weeks uh, I caught up on all the rest of it yeah um, I mean, I say that seasons one and two, I've seen. We don't talk about those. You know, I've seen most of it, <laughs> not all of it. Season one filter. <laughs> um, I yeah. Uh, well, and it's it's funny because like I feel like it's like once you get into it, like you have to dive into it. Like you love it, and um, I always say, like. This show is a success for for two reasons. One, it's the new water cooler chat, except it's the vodka cooler chat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's what people talk about. It's what people make memes about. It's like if you miss, like, 
if you don't watch on Friday by Saturday morning, everything's ruined, you know? And like, it's been so long, I feel like since, you know, it's been like that for TV. It's like the one thing that you have to watch live is RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. And I think it's important for like, I mean, it's almost given gay culture a, a place to like convert, like it's a hub for gay culture and gay slang. Mm-hmm. you know it's it is know. the moment um it is the moment the other yeah. reason i think it's such a big success and i may have said this on here before i maybe have said it to you i've said it a lot but it creates touchable celebrities meaning yeah. it's people we know or people that we can easily go see right like they come yeah. to town they tour they're not in american airlines center and in this giant, I mean, they, they are sometimes, but um, they're not in this giant thing. You're not at a distance of them. You're literally handing them a dollar, like, yeah, literally touching them. I mean, that um, is the crazy thing is because is that they're like these important celebrities, like art, important artists to us. But when you think about <laughs> it was Thunderfuck 5000 bitch. Well, um, <laughs> they couldn't Uh, say it on the show but like they they're these huge people to us and then but you really think about it and you're like well what's the population of the percentage that you know is gay and watches a reality show about drag i mean not that you have to be gay but like that's the the main demographic Mm -hmm. and an even tinier percentage of straight people watch it although that's growing but like when you really think about the market for these artists it's like it's actually really small but it's like really they small. create such an impact and well, and gays are the fandom like we are the biggest fangirls ever like you know i don't know that's not what i hear about all those middle school girls going to drag con oh uh, well i mean <laughs> they're also into ponies or whatever kids are into these days um but it's like we we put people on pedestals for that because it's you know it's always like some tiny part of our um subconscious that we want to exude we see in these people like if you're if you think of yourself as a funny person you're probably into trixie and katya if you think of yourself as a beauty queen you're probably into like jada and um uh aquaria Aquaria. yeah Gigi good you know if you if you think of yourself as a clown you're probably into Utica or um you know uh, Bianca Bianca even though she's not really a clown she's just <laughs> Tammy <laughs> Tammy if you well no if you think of yourself as as a uh, as a space alien you relate to Tammy <laughs> yeah um or like Nina Banina Brown or um what's the one from last season uh uh, crystal method you know what yeah I mean? it's like there's not a competition series out there that has such that showcases such a range of talents and such a diverse form of art because like i mean even project runway you think well you know different designers do have different trademarks and skills and everything but it's just not it's still all clothes. It's not like mm-hmm. drag race where it's clothes and comedy and 
just, I mean, being a personality, there's singers and musicians that have come out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just so diverse. Also, can I ask you how long it took you to realize charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent spelled cunt? Uh, not that long. It took me six years. <laughs> six years of watching the show until one day yeah. I wrote it out and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. You got to have all four. Um to get all the way through, you know what I mean? Because um, it did I, take nerve. I do feel like sometimes, I, there was a time where I did start to feel like they were scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, Agreed. But then I feel like they've gone back and like uh, the new crop. The What's interesting is it's the crop of drag queens who grew up watching Drag Race. Right. So it's like these super prepared, like know what's coming, even though they may not do the best. Like, you know, they know Snatch Game. They have to have their Snatch Game down before they even audition, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I was listening to uh, Las Culturistas recently and Matt Rogers described, uh, he, he said, this is the question the most that causes me the most stress in my life that I know I will never have to answer is who would you do for snatch game? Right. I think about that actually more than because like one day I'm just like, what if drag queen is actually my calling? And I'm just like, right. Not doing it. And I should be preparing an impression. (laughs) Yeah. Like one day I just pick it up and like blow the world away. And then like, I'm on drag race and one of those people where I'm like, I've only been doing drag for like four months. And then I'm here and then I'm like, Oh, now I got to do smash game, you know? And I just like, every once in a while I'm like, Oh yeah, I would do that. Like that would be my thing. And I think the secret is to find someone semi-obscure that's easily recognizable, that nobody knows what their personality is like. Yeah. Well, uh, or... Like Mary Queen of Scots or uh, <laughs> Little Edie or um, yeah. or Harriet Tubman. <laughs> like, yeah, I think... I mean, what I've heard about, you know, doing impressions for SNL is you take you know, two to three very recognizable traits about the way a person speaks or their hand movements or, you know, like their physicality or things they tend to say. You take a few, you hit them real strong. And then the rest, you kind of just like do your own fill in with, yeah, yeah, your own funny. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean... God, do you know who you'd be for Snatch Game? <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't know. I feel like I'd have to be some old-timey person, like Lana Turner. Yeah, maybe I could be, I don't know, Sandra Bullock. Could oh, could you that. do Sandra Bullock funny? Could you do Sandra Bullock funny? Yeah. Girl, boy. I don't know. What if I did um, Anne Hathaway and got a makeover in the middle of snatch game yeah you just shave your princess diaries or what's that there's another oh devil wears prada yeah i was like there's another movie where she starts out not hot and then gets hot oh barbara stanwick i could be barbara stanwick i could do that she's in my number one christmas movie christmas in connecticut 
fools. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'd like a hood rat Barbara Stanwyck. It'd be great. I don't, but I don't have, see. Well, and I have I also, some concerns. I also am. I, I one thing I really want to learn is how to do the mid Atlantic accent. Yes. Like, I think I'm going to start doing classes on that just so I can pick it up and be prepared for my snatch game. Oh, how very old Hollywood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the I mean, that how else would you do it? That's the best way to do it. <laughs> if I just say I'm Barbara Stanwyck, talk in a mid Atlantic accent, and then. <laughs> And just do whatever the fuck I want, you know? <laughs> and just start pulling babies out from under yeah. the desk. <laughs> I found a baby. Oh, no, I found another baby. <laughs> um, oh, Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, but too iconic. Um, we can't do that. Oh, I mean, but maybe. Or Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Oh, that mm-hmm. might be a good one. Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Our own version of Snatch. Because you can be like really funny and just like sardonic and just, you know, like kind of a total bitch, but like everybody knows Carrie Fisher is like a very lovable bitch. Or, oh my God. I know who I would do. I absolutely know who I would do. I know it. I figured it out. Uh huh. And I just forgot her name. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. I mean, somebody did that. Did they? Uh huh. Oh, I don't I'm think trying, they did it I'm well thinking, enough. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm mm, thinking. I don't remember. Well, really, I do. That's what she says all the time. Yeah, somebody got like somebody, somebody did it and they were just like acting very seizury. And everyone was like, I don't know about that. Yeah. No, you had to play good old classic Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. Really, I do. <laughs> Every Paul um well anyway (laughs) we're gonna take a quick break um and when we come back we asked a very loaded question um who is your favorite rupaul's drag race queen oh it was sherry pie that did Catherine hepburn oh that's why we don't talk about it oh my god she was i remember that now it was so bad also she doesn't look anything like Catherine hepburn so when we return we'll not talk about cherry pie I don't have a sugar daddy, sweetheart. Everything that I've had, I've worked for. And I worked for to get, and I've built myself. Welcome back, children, drag race fans, homosexuals, nomosexuals. I don't know what that is, but. Yeah. <laughs> no more. Nomos. They've just had enough. They're They've done. Um, Months and nuns. <laughs> nomosexuals. There we go. Um, Welcome back. We asked a quite loaded question, but actually, um, Andy, I want to ask you first, who is your favorite drag queen? Oh, it's going to have to be Trixie Mattel. See, and mine's Katya. She's my number one for sure. This I is mean, why we what work. doesn't Trixie do? She's music. She's fashion. She's comedy. She's a businesswoman who makes her own makeup line. Mm-hmm. You know, she has two at least two YouTube series, a podcast, mm-hmm. you know, just, she's just, she does it all. And she has a, a large um, vintage doll collection. Yeah. And then Katya puts tiny hands in her hair and pees in a sink. Yeah. That's exactly. why I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, honest. Um, yeah. Well, I'm going to start us off. Um, my first one. So what did we ask people? Oh, we asked who's your favorite drag queen and why. 
great. RuPaul's Drag Race drag queen, yes. specifically. specifically. Um, the first one I have is Jujubee, a quick-witted, hilarious huh. adult. I have met her before. She was so funny. When we were backstage, because I was helping a queen uh, like get ready, and right before she she's already been performing for a while at this point like she was not a new queen when i met her um mm. and she turned to the wall and she like said a quick like it looked like a prayer she turned around she did the catholic cross and then she looked at me and she goes girl i don't know who i'm praying to but i'm just praying for something and then walked out on stage i was like <laughs> <laughs> okay ggb <laughs> so cute she's so funny and lovable and mm -hmm. yeah a quick wit yeah can read a bitch yeah but like, like you that. still love her uh let's see my first person said bob the drag queen Ooh. actual music talent quick 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 wit and looks looks with looks. a ew looks we love a look she does same really reason cool. we love trixie you know that's the thing is like um you know someone said uh uh, I did one of those like uh, tell me your unpopular opinions or something or tell me something that's overrated I forget what it is and someone responded um, they don't like when drag queens buy because they buy their outfits now before they go on I'm like I don't care I was like I just want to look I was like I don't care how you have to yeah. pull it but give me a look like I am here for the fantasy you know like yeah. I don't want no fucking H&M you know so <laughs> yeah and I mean like are you going to complain that musicians hire producers and like or have entire teams working on their albums right no. exactly um um it's my turn right yep yeah um this one says jan because she's a oh. fucking angel oh jan i just we like, do stan we stan jan but like jan's face crack to me like is one of the images that's the thing is there's so much in drag race that i think of like on a daily basis to describe how i'm feeling in a certain moment and like jan's face crack like i it, like so many me in so many meetings honestly yeah me in any meeting just <laughs> why yeah i was thinking story? of jan's face crack last night when one of the girls on the bachelor got dumped or was being asked a really hard question or something, you know, shocking happened to her and she had to just like put on a half smile and be like, okay. Well. And I was like, face crack. Mm. Uh, my next one is Bianca Del Rio. Need I yeah. say more? Shady she, bitch. She uh, reposted me one time. I felt very honored um, oh. when I photoshopped her face on top of Sabrina from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, and when yes. she said not today satan not today satan uh mm -hmm. yes bianca del iconic mm -hmm. baloney uh, <laughs> this one says uh um uh shangela is the actual beyonce of drag queen universe her rant was so iconic the rant when she talked about her building herself up and her sugar daddy paying for shit <laughs> It is true. It's something if I want a sugar daddy. I can get going on get a sugar daddy because I am what sickening. sickening. Yeah. You <laughs> you couldn't get a sugar daddy because you are not that kind of girl. <laughs> so many quotable. I do you know what I miss in the drag race challenges 
on top of drag you i loved drag you apparently it just didn't survive um which basically celebrity drag race was drag you um but i miss the one challenge where they uh made them reenact scenes from previous episodes oh yeah and then that like, one girl reenacting just... untucked lip syncing untucked yeah that one girl i forget her name just sat there and like bounced back and forth in the wedding dress and she was supposed to be uh i think tyra oh my god it's so funny to me i loved it I, they should I do that again. really trashy untucked i want them to lip sync the moment uh where um a door says i don't belong here. i don't belong here yeah, uh, my next one is a surprising one. Willem. Oh. I said what I said, which I I actually do love Willem. I think Willem's so funny. And... The original unapologetic. Clearly. Yeah, right. Very unapologetic. Um, I don't know. If you, have you ever listened to Race Chaser with Alaska and Willem? Their no, podcast? but I did watch her show where it was kind of like her version of the soup for a while mm. and i think it was on like style network and it bounced around a little bit or like it was on youtube and they were so funny she's hilarious yeah and she's, she's on that, house hunters that that yes <laughs> uh just that like dry wit but also mm-hmm. like pushing the envelope to make people uncomfortable Mm-hmm. it's like do you know what's uh, she is basically pushing the envelope but as she's doing it it's like she's not even trying that hard to do it oh yeah exactly like, she's like it's it's that ultimate um feeling of like especially when she was on house hunters for example of just like let's make straight people uncomfortable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, let's just do that for fun uh this one says um bianchi because she's iconic and funny lots of bianca fans yeah i got another bianca del rio Mm -hmm. they said she changed the whole game and is still number one of the most respected and loved queens she really did and then i saw hurricane bianca which (sighs) i haven't watched it uh i did see a a video of Bianca doing stand-up on TikTok the other day and she like there was some I think they were Puerto yeah they were Puerto Ricans in the front row you know she was asking them about like what their what race were they and she made some joke about uh like what are you doing here you want me to throw some paper towels at you you know, referencing when Trump threw paper towels at oh God, we don't have to. Um, and you know, use it. She used some, you know, slang words, mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of Gen Zers in the comments that were upset and like, I used to love Bianca until I saw this video, and now I'm offended, and she needs to apologize. And I was like, oh, girl. No, move on. It's not for you. <laughs> some things, there are some things that are just too sensitive. There are some things that are rightfully corrected. And then there's some things that it's just like, you know, girl, get a joke. Like, like this is a person who, if you know anything about her, is like on the right side of all these right. ideologies. She just chooses to 
use offensive language in a way that you know is like it's bad when it's mean-spirited right exactly and it's not at all but comedy brings us closer together and you know gays you have your own stereotypes let's just yeah it's like this it's like she's playing a caricature of a mean person totally she's not um my next one says trixie slash katya they count as one no explanation (laughs) needed because it's the right answer sure i agree yeah they they i mean that's that's really like one of the reasons i started watching drag race or like when i went Uh, back and started watching yeah i'd already watched all of uh and so when i went to start watching back seasons of drag race I started with season seven and then did all stars two and all stars three. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, well, did you also see that international all stars seems to be happening, which is going to be, no, we Canada, talked about this, but it's not going to conclude us, which kind of sucks. So it looks like it's going to be Canada and UK. Oh, and I didn't I'm see assuming that. maybe one or two from Australia, depending. Oh, on so you're not talking about queen of the universe. No. Okay. No not from what i can tell yeah i mean like just give us more drag queen content like has there been a are you just like spinning rumors that you saw in one meme on the internet no i saw a couple of press release there's nothing official as you know (laughs) it's not but it's the same people that usually get the the seasons right yeah all the Um, rosters yeah they usually get them pretty right maybe one or two off and it's people like lemon and you know uh, a bag of chips i think maybe uh i forget the rest of them like i saw it and i was like all these make sense like they're all the ones that that i think fun so it'll be interesting i'm ready for drag race down under uh let's see uh these rest the rest that i have are kind of just lists of a bunch of iconic queens Mm mm-hmm uh, Manila Luzon, Alyssa Manila, Edwards, Alyssa, a local queen, a local queen. I mean, she is responsible for making tongue popping a thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never heard someone live on it like she does. Yeah, she brought Iconic. it to the front of the. Fo- she she was the moment. She brought it to the moment. Tatiana made choices iconic. Mm-hmm. Choices. She reinvented uh, also, herself. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Latrice Royale. Large and in jar. Legendary. Chunky yet funky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willem Adore and Shangela. Yep. All iconic, right? Uh-huh. Um, my last one here uh is another one for manila manila is artsy and funny Alyssa is completely mm-hmm. iconic for her facial expressions mm-hmm. gagged and gooped the goopery of back it all rolls back rolls that's that really one awesome scene where she's clean. wearing the wig and she has the pistol and she's mm-hmm. such a mood mm-hmm and she really or is like she's that writing it she was writing jokes in her journal and cracking herself up <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> you know i love uh, that yeah she's amazing what? uh as a way of uh wrapping this up i guess mm-hmm. because a, one listener said their top four for season 13 oh they did 
yeah, they said Simone, Utica, Gottmik, and Candy Muse. Gottmik is the moment. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is there can be multiple moments because every moment is a moment, but Gottmik is the moment right now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Will RuPaul I, let her win? Well, I don't know. You seem to have think there's like some sort of game going on here. I don't know. With... I just sometimes I don't trust RuPaul. Like it's well, in, if we were voting, it would be Gottmik, I'm sure. I just don't think that you, what you're thinking about the strategy of it all makes sense at all. Because you think she's not going to let her win because Gottmik is trans, but yeah. like. Then it's it's wouldn't, what she's talked if, about before. If, but like the whole, but then also the whole reason of like Rue letting Gottmik True. on the show and like changing up all the phrasing and everything, it's all aimed at, you know, Inclusion. making up for Rue's past of being, yeah. Yeah trans exclusionary in the show but like so i think it makes it would make total sense for rue to make her the winner just even just she's for just that so much fun like mm. everything got does is uh, iconic yeah i would have to say i'm looking at the, the cast of season 13 got and simone are definitely i feel like they're my top two at this point um, I mean, I love Utica, and I think she's very talented. I just need and like Rose is Utica, the one I want to sleep with. So I just need Utica and Katya to get together and like do something because I just think it would be like Bjork vomited on whatever. Yeah, it would be. Um, be also, special announcement: you heard it here first. Next week. We have Johnny Ingram and Steve Warren. They are the program creators for We're Here on HBO. So what I'm saying is basically you have a week. If you haven't watched it or you already watched it, watch it again. So that way when you listen to our episode, you're like in the moment. The references. Um, Yeah, we're having creators of an award, an Emmy award winning program. Right. So um, (laughs) if you thought this podcast wasn't serious uh, and you were hiding it from your friends, go tell Mm -hmm. your friends you listen to Homeless Modern Life. Yeah. Yeah. You tell them. You get it. It's a very serious podcast that you listen to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All your best juicy, not gossip of just nonsense. But hey, we keep you company, you know? Absolutely. We're your friends. I'm winking and clicking at you. Um, anyway, uh, in the meantime, follow me on Instagram if you don't already, because we're going to be taking your questions for these program creators, which like, as a little gay that grew up in an absolutely tiny town, I am very interested and I'm already ready to drag them to my hometown. So like, yeah. So if you have any questions for the creators of We're Here about, Mm -hmm. you know, the show itself or creating a show, Mm -hmm. please ask us you can send us an email at homosmodernlife at gmail.com yep you can dm Um, tyler yep at homosmodernlife keep an eye out for the question on my story as well yep or send it to andy so yeah you could dm me on instagram at andy from boy story um i've been getting into the tiktok game i've done some pretty decent ones i think 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Follow me on TikTok too, Homo's Modern Life. Bam. Absolutely. Uh, you could visit our website if you wanted to figure out everything else that's going on with us. Uh, homosmodernlife.com. Yep. And if you want to cover your titties, we got merch at HML Shop. And as always, if you're feeling generous and you want to support this show that makes absolutely no revenue but does have expenses, then you can send us a cash tip on Venmo at Homo's Modern Life or on Cash App dollar sign Homo's Modern Life. And of course, don't forget about our sister show, HML's Political Hookup. They're still going strong um, and it's going to be a good year for for gay rights. Gay rights. So especially the new HR bill, I'm very curious uh, on what they had to say about that. Mm. Um, But anyway, until tomorrow, no, until next week, fare thee well. I'll probably see you tomorrow. (laughs) This has been a Homo's Modern Life production.